What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast, the TBT Tuesday edition. I'm your boy, Captain X 2.0, a.k.a. Jason, here with the boys, Andy and Coop. Boys, Andy, how we doing? Okay, he singled me out. Um, I, I got a little stage fright with the last with the, with the last run of this, but I, I think it's been a legendary day. And we have legends in the yeah. building who have acknowledged my existence, so I feel pretty damn good right now. A legend acknowledged your dump trucks today, Andy. That's a win. With every like guy that just has no business looking at your dump trucks that acknowledges it, you got to feel good. <laughs> I, I, I'm not like I've been smiling ear to ear ever since, and that was like the beginning of the interview that we have today. So, <laughs> so Andy's doing well. How are we doing, Coop? Yeah, I'm doing great. It was great to take a break from counting inventory of the pencil pouches that I have um, to talk to Darnell Williams. And, you know, I'm curious, and I'm sure Darnell will listen back to this. Think about this. Darnell Williams commits to Xavier back in the 90s. <laughs> Everything is a domino effect from there. It ends up leading to doing a podcast with, with us three, and you see Andy with some dump truck wallpaper. Would he have still gone to Xavier? I don't know. <laughs> that's Let's fire up the DeLorean. Let's find Travis out. Steele brings up on the recruitment trips. Yeah, probably <laughs> that's, that's shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Yeah, it's not on the syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for uh, recruiting purposes, any high school player should not know we exist. <laughs> that is well said. Travis is hiding us as much as he possibly can, I guarantee. Well, as he should for all reasons. Yeah, for smart purposes. That's just good common sense. But, boys, we got a great podcast. So, we kind of shot our shot today. Um, we were talking about getting a guest for TBT Tuesday. We had some options. And we're like, hey, let's just at CJ and Darnell. And I think CJ still wants to do it. But Darnell was just like, yeah, I'm down. Let's run it. Let's go tonight. So, we had a conversation with Flight, Darnell Williams, the GOAT, the OG, pretty much the OG of Xavier Twitter without question, and one of the most just plugged in alumni that Xavier basketball has. Yeah, he had a lot of really good input, some great stories uh, from the Proster days. Talk, he talked a lot about his old teammates and how he followed their careers. Um, so many good says, random nuggets. Like, so many good – like, he just ran – Coop said this. He randomly just dropped that he played against, like, Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett. Like, you'll have to, like – I'm going to listen to this one twice because there's just so many random, like, little things that he throws in. I'm like, wait, wait what did you say? Like, that's fucking sick. Um, I could have talked to Darnell for seven hours. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, like, I felt like I, you, you say it all the time. Like, you just feel like a kid in the candy store. Yeah. I I just kind of sat there and absorbed. I was just a sponge with all those yeah. uh, stories that he had. And like for the first time ever, like uh, like we we just listened for so long. And he's like, "I'm out." Like, yeah, I I, 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 I ain't got nothing else. And he just yeah. he just gave it all to us. Yeah, and but it was great. I mean, it was just great. Kind of just letting him go. Uh, that's just kind of when you have like a good team, you just roll the ball out. It's like, yeah, I'm the coach, but like I got better players and I am a coach. I'm just going to roll the ball out, let him do his thing. And it was great. Yeah. What else is great? Our intro. Let's play it. Arizona! 
And speaking of being number one in the country, but number two in their own city, we got to talk to a man who was able to be a part of that in person, not once, but twice, Darnell Williams, and talk a little bit about Xavier memories, a little bit about TBT, and really just a great conversation overall. And we do want to mention um, that we did have a little bit of audio difficulties in there, but definitely, hopefully, we can get some good nuggets out of it and you can get a great interview. Definitely worth sticking around for and listening to. Yeah, no question. We'll do a quick little disclaimer when like the audio is about to, we'll have to do a quick little jump in certain spots. Like it will cut out. We'll do a quick little disclaimer. Like, Hey, we're just about to zoom forward, but there's so much good stuff in this interview. Definitely worth listening to the end. And due to time constraints, we're going to jump forward to the, the next part of the interview. <laughs> well played. Well played. But uh, without further ado, let's get the flight. What is up, Roll Blob listeners? We have a massive, massive present for you. Uh, we have a man who needs no introduction, Darnell Williams. Darnell, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just out here relaxing. Back home in Brooklyn, New York. Just relaxing, enjoying the summer. Summer about to start. We got a heat wave right now, so just staying cool. Did you get up to what, like 70 up there in that heat wave? <laughs> 92, but the heat index is 101. But it's humid up there, too. It's rough. But I can speak for all of us when I say it's an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Um, and we're, we're very thankful to have you and talk Zip'em Up Hoops and talk Xavier Hoops. Uh, real quick, why don't you just talk about what you've been up to, how life's treating you? Life's been treating me good, man. Relaxing, getting older. You know, married, uh, two kids, got a grandson. Uh, she's back in New York, daughter playing high-level AAU basketball on the Under Armour circuit. The Riverside's a church. I play for Riverside's church. Anybody know about that in the old school of that circuit, one of the best teams from New York. It used to be just us and the Gauchos back then. So I'm just getting ready to travel. Travel and spend money. Uh, Gelato yeah. 4th. <laughs> July, anybody in these areas, I'm coming to your areas. July 4th to the 13th, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, from the 4th to the uh, 8th. And then I'm from the 8th to the 13th, I'm in uh, Indianapolis. Anybody in the city, then I'm out there. I'm yeah, out there for is she playing in the Expo Center? Uh, yep, she's playing yeah. in the Expo Center. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever, uh, she's ever played there, but you walk in and there's just 70 courts. Uh, yeah, you don't I've, know anywhere to go. I've coached in there. I've recruited in there. How's she played there? She's played in there. My daughter's played everywhere. It's, it's, it's amazing. AAU dad mode. Love it. Um, but Darnell, we appreciate you sitting down and talking to us. Uh, I can tell you we're super, super excited about the thoughts of having a Xavier alumni team competing in TBT. Uh, maybe right off the bat, what were your thoughts when you you know, saw that getting put together? I saw it was great. You know, reached out to D. Davis, told him, shoot, let me know if you need any help. But, you know, I told him I went on the East Coast. It's going to be tough for me to get back. But they put together a good team. You know, they got to who they can get, you know. Yeah. Uh, some people that, you know, wish could play, you know, like Jordan. And you had two Holloway, that team's tough. Had them two and Jalen Reynolds. But the team that they got is real good right now. So they're going to be able to make a run at it. You yeah, you're still loaded, pros. though. They're still yeah. loaded. Trayvon, JP, D. Davis, Mark Lyons. Um, O'Mara, you got Cantor. You got Kyle Gates. Kyle Gates. So they got a good, they got a good, and all these guys pros. So like yeah. I tell people, in order to win that tournament, you got to have pros. Yeah, they got dudes, they got tough dudes, and they can shoot. shoot. Yep, they can shoot, and that's what's going to win the game. Shoot. Not be able to shoot and defend. Not turn it over. You got got to make open shots. You're a pro, you got to make open shots. 
you can't make over shots, you can't be a pro. Doesn't I don't care what level of pro game you I played pro for seven years. You can't you can't make a shot, you can't be a pro. Like kids talk about I shoot 40%, 35, 38%, I average 20 rounds. When you become a pro, it's different. You gotta be high efficiency when you become a pro. You wanna see him shoot like Trey Young. Yeah, I was that little joke to play. I remember watching <laughs> I remember watching him play AAU, so I didn't mean, you, I, you, yeah, you just brought up Knicks. Trey Young. You just mentioned before uh, recording here that his Knicks got eliminated. I know, I like, the wound's still <laughs> fresh. I did, yeah, I did, I did, like Trey Young. I'm still mad about the draft that we didn't. We took RJ Barrett over there. I was never <laughs> RJ Barrett sad. Okay, we'll let you know. Him and the Kevin Knox. That's two draft picks we wasted. Frank Nick Clinton. That's three. I bet three you missed Mello. Right, man, we'll take right now. Uh, we got two guys that play on our team. I love Julius Randle, RJ, and the death. But we got two guys that play on one side of the floor. They both want to go left. They both want to go left. I'm like, shoot, you pay me a million dollars. I can guard both of them. Force is right. Darnell calling them out? Darnell looking for a contract? Force you right now. It's over for me. I'm a, I'm an avid bike rider now. And I got Gary Lumpkin riding bikes. Hey, oh, CJ's man. coming to practice. Oh, well. uh, like, yeah, I, I don't know. CJ, I told him he's okay. Just let me know how it goes. See. He's not that <laughs> old beat up. He still got some years left in them legs. CJ's still playing out there. And he's I tough. Got, I ain't got nothing for him. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But, Darnell, honestly, man, you've been one of the most plugged-in alumni I've ever seen, especially in the social uh, aspect. We're all younger dudes. We're in our 20s, but – uh, for what's for like such a plugged in alumni, what's it mean to you to see you know a team like this being put together? It feels good, you know. Um, gives people to root something to root for. You know, around that time, you gotta watch basketball. You got something to watch now. You got people that you know playing. Like over the years, I watched Lions playing it. I watched I watched two Holloway playing it one year. Jordan played it. So everybody done played it. It's about time. You know, the Ohio State guys, you know, they was, they was getting over run. I had to hear Scooney Penn's mouth. You know, Scooney it is Penn's about mouth. time, right? Like, it's been hard <laughs> watching it the last few years and not seeing an X team in it, you know? You know, shoot. Well, all the other guys that was playing, I was the you know? So it makes it good, you know? Gives the school more publicity. Yeah. Good for recruiting. As yeah, you know, everything is, everything is about social media, uh, anything that's on the internet right now for these kids. Yeah. You know? so, See, that's why I'm going to try my best to become a meme. <laughs> well, with that wall for recruiting <laughs> and, and the, the wallpaper's already viral yeah he's viral gotta be with that dump trucks <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I never I'm thought a, I'd hear Darnell Williams talk about the dump trucks I love it especially <laughs> my dump trucks <laughs> that's great every, every guest that comes on gives me crap about it so I appreciate that Flight, where are you going to be when the games are going down are you going to be in New York um, what day is the 24th? I'll be in Pennsylvania on the last, the last leg of AAU. Okay. Oh, all right. On the AAU circuit. I love it. Um, deep in the Midwest. And then we go from the 20th to the 25th in, P- in Pennsylvania. I got one I'm more question. Can you speak on like the culture of Xavier basketball? Like I always thought that was so cool and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just biased, but I feel like there's a special family like feel with Xavier basketball. What's kept you like so plugged in so long? So it's been that way. You know, even when we came in the school, the older guys embraced us, showed us the ropes. And that's really all we ever did. And everybody just passed it on down. But a lot of us older guys, we older now. We ain't got nothing else better to do with our time. So. 
we're gonna follow the tea, make sure everybody when we in town, we go by and visit, you know. Sister Fleming's still running around. I know Travis real well, you know. So, you know, just get plugged in. Like when I was in school and it was time for me to leave, I just passed it on to Dave and Lionel and Romania. They took it to another level. They passed it on to another team. They took it to another level. Now we national. Like I try to tell people, before we really got to Xavier, uh, they won, you know, ran to the Sweet 16, but nobody still really know who Xavier was, where Xavier was at, you know. And being the number one team twice when we was there, it just put Xavier at another level that no one foreseen this coming, except maybe us, Coach Frost. Like, yeah. no one foreseen right. that. I, let, me, let me say it now, Mr. Cole had. Because I remember when he was talking about building a building when we was in school. Yeah. He was like, y'all deserve a building. He's like, playing at the gardens. He's like, but I couldn't imagine you guys on campus. And, you know, so he had a vision. We had a vision. We just wanted to make it national. We wanted to be household names. We wanted every day that you read the newspaper, we was in the top 25. We was a household name. There was nothing else that we wanted to do. We wanted to dominate wherever we went. Like, you let us in the A-10, we're going to win it quick. That's all we thought about. We just thought about making names for ourselves because all of us, no names coming out. No names coming out, so we just had to make show and prove. And that's what Xavier's been on. Let's go get the under-recruited guys. Just win. Just win. Like, I tell people throughout my career, I played two NBA champions, James Posey and Dave West. How many people can say that? So two champs, NBA champs. They got between them, what's that? Four rings, five, maybe. How cool is that? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Euro League champs, Romain Sider, Justin Dole. These guys play high level Euro League. That's right under the NBA. We play Euro League champions. And, like, over in Spain, like those those dudes can still play. Right. Some of these guys playing at 35, 40 can still play. Like, some leagues are tough. Like, a lot of people understand. Like that Euro League is right under the NBA. So if you're in the Euro League, your your next step is the only place you could go with the NBA. What I mean, Jalen's doing it right now. Seeing Jalen Reynolds. Yeah. yeah Jalen's making Jalen's making a bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Like, well, right. people, like people don't understand that overseas life, but if you're a former overseas player, you know who making money, who's not making money. Jalen Reynolds is making a bunch of money. Well, yeah, you hear that all the time. Like, that must be a tough life playing pro overseas. It is, like, it is, you it don't is. speak your language, like, all that stuff. You go for eight, nine months, sometimes 10. Like, in certain countries where you don't speak no language, just you and your teammates. Yeah. You know, but you're making a living. Like, <laughs> once you look at it, like, once you go home and that year is over, once they just like, yeah, I got to go to work. You're like, oh, I'm just relaxing. I just got to go work out. <laughs> you make a living. You know, yeah, it's, it. it's a legend. You know, some guys can retire off of that when they come back. Yep. Start their own businesses, you know. It's a sacrifice that you make when you're young to pay off in the end. Yeah, you got no. a lot of guys like that. They make, make a bunch. I'm not mad at them. If you can't make it to your dream, it's the NBA. Shoot, you got somewhere else you're going to play what you love, and they're going to pay you to do it. Yeah. Some of the countries. Yeah, that's a dream. Like, some of the countries are beautiful. I played in Venezuela. I played in Austria. You know, country's beautiful. Like, Which one's your favorite? Venezuela for weather. I hate the cold. So. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> New York, like, 
how much had you left New York like prior to Xavier and then like going to other countries like that? Like that had to be a whole other like it was a whole other thing. But you know, when you grow up in New York, it prepared you for everything. Because you got the whole melting pot. You got everything in New York. So it prepared you for everything. Yeah. So we was just ready. Like I told people like my first tip, my my first taste overseas basketball, I was in high school. I went to Paris. <laughs> oh wow. And playing the AAU World Championships, we lost to uh, Andre Karolinko in the finals. AK forty-seven. Yeah, I beat Dirk Nowitzki and them in the semifinals. Damn. How many you people know? can say that? How many people can say that? Like, That's and wild. if I go through my AAU track of the people I play for, how many people can say that? On my AAU track, they gonna be like, "Yo, wow!" I played with <laughs> Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, me and Stephon Marbury. It's the same city, so we don't play against each other a hundred times. Who's the toughest Charles guard you ever had? Man. Who's the toughest dude you ever had to guard? Toughest swing in college forward was Gerald Honeycutt. Gerald Honeycutt was 6'9", 245. Like, mm. that's, uh, that's, uh, he, was a, he was a three. He was, that's powerful. But the two toughest guards, um, the two guard scoring guards is Kobe Bryant and Katino Moe. Katino Moe was Katino Moe was a bad dude. He was he was bad dude. He still got. It. He still playing. He still killed. It. And he was. Still. He was fired for those Rockets teams back in the day. He was really he was. point guard besides Sham guy because you know I'm great for Austin and the rest of the guys <laughs> I grew up with. Tyson Wheeler, Shante Rogers, five foot four, George Washington. That little. Because and the first time I ever met him was we was we was in the back court together at ABCD All American Camp. <laughs> 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 Almost with the George Washington. Jeez. Wow. Like, can I say something? Flight. Okay. Something I thought about just now is like the team that you played for, like you're towards the end of your career at Xavier, one of the most slept on teams in all of Xavier history. Lenny Brown, James Posey, Darnell Williams, Torrey Braggs, like those teams were loaded. Can you speak yep, on how Gary. good those teams were and what that environment was like, what that team was like? Gary Lumpkin with us. Gary Lumpkin. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to sleep on Lumpkin. Like those teams, that team was loaded. We was loaded, but like I try to tell people, a lot of teams can't never do this. A lot of teams will never be able to duplicate it. You have four people that graduate at the same time score a thousand points or more. Yeah. In the same class. That's dope. In the same class. Then if you add TJ Johnson, who we played three years with TJ, he scored a thousand. So that's five people on my team scored a thousand points. And Teray came and scored about seven fifty. In two years. Wait, how did you sleep on Pat Kelsey? <laughs> you know, Pat was my roommate. Really? It was me, Pat. We, we stayed in New and then the, the new dorm first came out. The one right across from uh, Sintai was in the fourth quarter with me, Pat Kelsey, James Posey, Reggie Buck. Well, that's a, that's a squad. Wow. Now, was, yeah. was Kelsey eating weights back then? Because right now yeah. he looks like he's in a biker gang the right now. Ordered, <laughs> the man would order pizza and say, yo, let me get the pizza, hold the, hold the tomato sauce, and hold the cheese. I said, man, you just want breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> he's always been like that, huh? Riding around in a Camaro. Wearing those said, small shirts? Yeah, I said, man, I said, you got a Camaro because your dad went for the, uh, it's a, a car, man. I said, let me drive him to school with a Camaro. I said, go to the lose his mind. That's great. That's great. Let me borrow your Camaro practice one day. 
boy, Coach Bross lost his body. But I was like, you got this car, but you better take it back right now. <laughs> Wasn't happening. So uh, do you, you keep in touch with a lot of those guys still? I know you say you got, to, you got riding bikes and stuff. but I spoke to Gary yesterday. Oh, wow. I spoke to Lenny last week. Oh, man. That's close. Reg, Reggie Butler hit me a couple weeks ago. I speak to Teray at least once a week. Speak to Terrence. Yeah. Speak to Terrence. You know, rest in peace to Sherman Anderson's dad. He just passed away a couple weeks ago. So rest in peace to my man Sherman's dad, Mr. Anderson, great man. So, you know, shoot, but I shoot, I did this one. Sent me a message yesterday on Instagram talking about like, uh, I got a call. Dave West. <laughs> Sir. Yeah. What was, like as a, what was he like as a young buck, as a freshman? Quiet. What do you remember? What was your first impression? Quiet, but we knew he was a pro. <laughs> yeah, like from, right. the, from the jump, you knew he was a pro? From, from the first day of pickup, I was like, Yo, you know you're a pro, right? He's like, no, nah, I'm not, man. You know, I'm a workout. I was like, okay. Just going to tell you. <laughs> when I come back just from uh, overseas, we're going to work out together. And I'm going to tell you, you're a pro. Like, one year was so crazy. What year was it? Dave was it? Dave was going to be a junior. Yeah, because Coach Boston just left. Dad just got the job. Yeah. Dad, and I knew Dad from when Dad was at Buck because we played them. And I'll never forget Dad was like, yo, that's where this camp and that's always the talk of the camp. He's like, this the man almost got me fired. I said, man, why you say that? He's like, because I had the scout talking about brown up, get him close. He said, then the game over. He said, I'm to look at the stat. He said, head coach of the who the fuck is this Williams kid? 25 and 12. Yeah, we didn't have no scout on him. 25 and 12. <laughs> he was like, he'll be me fire. He was like, and he was like, yo, uh, Dave, is, Dave is good. You know, got to make sure Dave's happy. I was like, you put on some league team with us. And this is our summer league team. Chris Mack played the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started at the two. And Tyrese Walker. He's a bad dude, too. Dave West. Teray. Gary Lumpkin was on the team. Holmes came in and played a couple games. Uh, who else we had? We had a couple other ones. That's a squad. You with the two? You with the two? Yeah, that's and a Dave, tall ass team. Hold on, and Dave and Dave won the MVP. He went. We wouldn't allow to score until he touched the ball. Can we talk Devin <laughs> real quick? I would. So you're one of my my first players I remember because I was about seven eight nine when you were about to graduate so one of the first teams i remember my dad was, a, was an alumni so i went to games as a kid um but i remember i have a pennant with your signature on it i remember going up shaking in my boots like getting signatures from all the dudes like what were those Devereaux days like i remember like those days were fun man. those are different those are that's when it was yeah. at when it was at Purcell, it was different that's, yeah. different. that's when nick van next come back and play cold black brad brad tyrone it was different yeah shoot I even got a championship in there. I went to my sophomore year playing with Prime for me, Jack Jennings, um, Malahad, all these guys from Cincinnati. But Jack played in Israel. Other guys just played. And who else played with? Was it Art Long? It was like, yeah, it was Art Long. It was okay. Yep, yeah, it was Art. And we won a day. It would be Nick Van Exel. Yeah. Those were Nick. fun. I remember, I remember Chuck on the mic, Oxygen, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. this is Chuck, this is Chuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those were the days, bro. That was fun stuff. Yeah. Herb Jones, Stan Kimbrough was playing. Stan oh, yeah. Was, Stan was older. Stan was older. And then that was like OG, like UC stuff too. Like they had yeah. some dudes back then. Oh, Aiden my God. Jackson. 
Oh, Jazz was playing. I remember when Kenyon first showed up. Oof. It was a bad day to be a rim. <laughs> it was a bad day to be a rim, I'm telling you. That was wild. <laughs> yeah, he had some jumpers, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. They had dudes, man. They were loaded. So, I got to ask, man. I'm sure you get this all the time. What was it like when Lenny Brown hit that shot? Shootout. It was, it was, it was great, but we knew it was going in. Oh, that, no that, surprise. That's Lenny's move. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it looks like you move. do it in sleep, you know. Lenny in it, one, two crossover. If you yeah. don't let it go, it'll go the same way. And it go either way. Lenny's move. Nothing Look. but. What was campus like after beating the UC, number one UC Bearcat? You know, it was the craziest thing about that. It was um, Chris. It was Thanksgiving break, but when we got back to the school, it was still like three thousand students on campus that stayed back for the game. But when it was like, y'all said y'all was going to win. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we yeah. underdogs. I said we just broke Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is pissed. <laughs> know some guys who won some big money on that game. They bet it. They was like, y'all, they was like, we watch y'all play pickup against them. They can't be y'all. And y'all not scared of them. I was like, yeah. no. I said, I said, we will never lose to them ever again when I play on this court. And I never lost to them after my freshman. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That, that's I'm wild. I'm three, I'm two, I'm three and one. A lot of people can't say that. I beat them three times. Well, that was really the start of us kind of owning them in the shootout. Like, I don't think there's been a four-year UC player to go with a winning record since, like, the mid-'90s. Nah, you just you, you still have the guys try to argue about the uh, overall record. I was like, yeah, about what I played. Just please don't talk to me. I was number one twice. That's why even Kenny got to stay. <laughs> can't stare at you the other, but I'm still your boy. It's cool. <laughs> you talk to any of the old, like, cats like, still give them shit about the it? Thing? I speak to Kenny Satterfield. Yeah. Kenny became a coach at Cincinnati Hughes. His daughter started at Ohio State. Now his daughter plays basketball for safe. Oh, I was the first person to call him. He was like, oh. <laughs> he was like I, said, I said, you got to put the shirt on. I said, you got to put the shirt on. You're going to put the shirt on. He was like, no, man. I said, I'm coming to Cincinnati. You're going to go to a game. You're going to put the shirt on. It's okay. Just let it happen. I said, that's okay. I said, everybody got to fit full circle. They got to come around and become the blue. And you have, it's okay. <laughs> and so you just coach that school that's red and black. You just want to have, that's what your daughter plays. You got to. I said, it, it, I said, it really hurt if your son gets really, really good and they recruit him and he goes, and he kill you, wouldn't it? So you're definitely going to put the pool on. It's okay. <laughs> said, we'll get said, you know where it's at. I said, you can't run from it. No, <laughs> and talking about uh, Cincinnati Bearcats here for a second, I remember a story um, that Shannon Russell wrote um, interviewing you. Of course, she used to write for Xavier in the I Athletic yeah. about um, when Chris Paul and Wake Forest came to town. And <laughs> I believe it was, yeah, you know the story. And talking about uh, his mom and his mom and dad. And I never forget because I met a day before a shoot around with Coach Bryson that I went. And I walked in the crowd. I had my wife. My wife, she, she'll tell you. My, me and my wife been together for 19 years. She'll tell you. Walked in. Oh, I sit down. Oh, get out of here. We don't like you. The lady said, oh, you must be Darnell. She was like, they don't hate nobody here more than they hate him. They, I, I told her. 
I said, yo, son, win this game, you're going to feel the same thing I feel. It's okay, though. I just love it. <laughs> she was like, she cracked up. She was like, I, she was like, I couldn't believe it. She was like, for the whole game, they bothering you, not even worried about the game. I said, yeah. I said, well, make it worse. Wake Forest won. And I said, you know what's worse? Y'all can't beat the redhead. Y'all talking about me. Said, y'all just can't beat the whole problem. I said, I'm not even playing no more. I said, the redhead beat yeah. I said, but that little dude good, though. It's okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> great that's great so, so that was the that was the skip connection i assume talking yeah. to chris paul about you and yeah. probably i'm sure it was a, a family well, within and just everybody he was like look y'all going into a bus song he's like y'all walking in there with a bob huggers team they're gonna play their hardest like you going into a dog fight he's like and i went to practice and he was like let me tell you so you see him sitting over there they came in here one they was, nobody thought they went number one he said we ranked they ranked He's like, you just got to beat them. Yeah. I said, man, they're going to hold you. They're going to grab you. They're going to fire you. You ain't going to get no calls. You just got to win the game. So the game is like a park. And I told people, when we was there, and I look at the Crosstown shootout now, when we was there, it was like a straight dog fight. Yeah. Dog fight. Very games, dog fight. We can just look at the scores. It was just one year when I was a junior, we just waxed them by 20. They just didn't stand a chance. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But even when we was freshmen and we lost, we lost to them 99 90. Shane freshman, Danny Forson at 40. Jeez. Danny Forson at 40, at 28, 29. And freshman hugs like, yo, who is this? I'm like, that's Art Long. He know me. from <laughs> <laughs> New York. He know me. It's okay. I said, it's all right. Just ask him. He's like, man, I'm going to keep letting him go to the basketball. I was like, nothing they can do about it. I was like, it's nothing they can do about it. I'm going to get to the basketball whatever I want to. I was like, it's nothing they can do about it. I was going to ask about those shootouts because, man, those UC – I mean, I remember as a kid, like, those UC teams were nasty, man. They was nasty. They were strong. They was big. Oh, tough, so, like, athletic. Told, oh, yeah, man. we told people, yeah, we just as athletic. But one thing that's going to hurt y'all, speed kills. Yeah, speed, oh, my God. Speed yeah. kills. And can y'all, can y'all sustain? Y'all say y'all more conditioned than us. Let's see if y'all keep running. We're going to press you all game. Can you sustain it? Can the, can the mind continuously keep with that? That's like, look at the game when we first beat the number one. Charles Williams turns it over. The number one point guard out of Juco, you turn it over with that pressure. Mm-hmm. That pressure busts pipes. You're going to turn that thing over. Sooner or later, you're going to turn it over with it, though. When you don't want to turn it over, you're going to turn it over. And you just turn it over. Yeah. There's nothing else about it. You're going to turn it over. What was, so let's talk about Skip real quick, if you don't mind. Like, what was it like playing for Skip? What was his coaching style? Great, it was great. Great yeah. guy to play for. You guarded, you didn't, you, you just guarded. You was gonna yeah. put, don't matter. Then once you got the relationship, it was just like, yeah, it was then turning the player coach, like coach. It'd be times where I never forget when it's like freshman, sophomores, me and Lenny both did something stupid. Well, to us, it was stupid. <laughs> him, it's not dumb, you know, he's a philosopher, so it's not dumb. So, yeah. you know, Lenny go out the game first. I come back down. I never forget. I was on a one-on-three. One-on-three on the break. Made a move and, came, and brought it back out. So I set it up, set up a play. And, you know, the ball gets tipped out of bounds. I hit the horn. Look, got you on it. <laughs> so he can go down to the bench. I said, right. he's like, go ask Lenny what you did. So I go down there and Lenny mad now. So yeah, hell, that's a shit. That's a, you know, Lenny is mad. <laughs> He, he go cursed about 10 minutes straight before he tell you anything. I said, yeah, one on three. He was like, you're supposed to go to the basket. I was like, man, it's one on three. He's like, he don't care. He's like, here you go. 
He's a he's a looking boss. And you know, if everybody know Coach Process, you know what we call it. Everybody have one. They say have one. Have one. I didn't recruit y'all to come out here to uh, run no plays. He said, I recruited you to score the ball. I recruited you to score the ball. I recruited Gary to run the plays. You <laughs> 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 got the ball at the break again? If you bring it back out, you're going to come back and sit right back here. Okay. All right. I'll get back in the game. Go win the game. I'm that's not an easy sell, though, because that's like what the what's what you want to do. You know what I mean? That's what you wanted to do. He said yeah. he told you he told you what you were supposed to do. Yeah. If you ain't want to do what you were supposed to do, then what more could you ask? Those teams played free, man. Those fast breaks. I mean, that team had a fast break offense on like a I don't think you've ever seen. Right. Like some days I watch these games, I'm like, man, are we ever gonna run the ball? We're <laughs> <laughs> like, let's have a little bit. Of, a little Y'all bit. drove Coach Steele crazy. Like, yo, I'm like, I'm going to you know, this pack line defense, you know, yep. everybody got their own philosophy. You know? Yeah. I just look at the pack line defense scorer. I'm going to average 30. <laughs> the middle and the way the rules is called now with the hand checking. Yeah. In my prime 30. It'd be easy. You said me. What, what would you think you would do in the modern game? Because, I mean, you were big. I mean, how tall are you? Six, six, seven, six, eight, six, six? No, I'm six, four, six, five. I just really? played. You but, must have been listed six, 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 seven. Yeah, I was looking at six, five, and I told him they had to change it. I was like, yeah, I'm only six, four. People are going to start thinking I'm bigger than that. Well, you go. <laughs> like, well, they always like, add that. They always add I'm those. Not into they that always do it. Thing. I'm like, I'm not into that media. But you, I mean, on the court, though, you looked big. Like, the way yeah, you would play, play like, how high up you got, like, I would have thought you were six, seven. Yeah, shoot, I had the I had the, the 40, 41 at vertical when I got there. I had the record till Romaine got there and broke it. Jeez. <laughs> Damn. Who is this kid? <laughs> Legit. Like I thought as a kid, I thought you were like six eight. Like yeah, literally. The poles was six seven. And I just guard him, so it didn't matter. But yeah, we had that he was freewheeling. Like Coach Frost was just he was a player's coach, man. If you was rolling, yeah. he gonna keep coming to you. Yeah. He would tell me, no, no, just run it on the other side. They don't know what it is. I was like, they know what it is. <laughs> He's like, if you're good enough, you can score. I was like, correct. <laughs> he was like, because he was like, if you go to the next level, you know, that's what's going to happen. You got to improvise. So everybody knows scouting. And I was like, you can call whatever play, everybody knows what's coming. It's all about the players that you got. And it, it's all about yeah. the relationship. It's all about the relationship that you got with the coach. Because there was times where I get subbed out of game. And I'm like, okay. And I'll just walk by him and sub myself back in the game. <laughs> but you had that relationship. It took two years. Yeah. You just had that type of relationship. Like, yeah. could then he look down, like, what are you still sitting here for? You'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. It was a time where I played, we played six out of six out of eight games. I played 40 minutes straight. I used to put up a fist, like, I want to come out. He's like, is he talking to me? <laughs> it's just ignore you. He's like, he's like, nope. he's like, need time to call time out. All right, go sit down and get your answer. He's like, then he got two stuff. Oh, like, where do you think you're going? He's like, he's like, that's what we run so much for. He's like, you're in shape, right? That's it. You're in shape, or the best one out. Are you hurt or are you injured? Oh, you better ask. Oh, you better ask that correct. What yeah. you turn for? You heard of your injury. That's a good line. I used to be like, boy, you in this psychology. <laughs> I'm going to get me some ice. I'll be out here. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, you're injured. Then you can play. I was like, I said I was hurt. Everyone, talk, 
Everyone talks about the skip isms, like all of his phrases and stuff. What was your favorite skip ism? The game of basketball doesn't build character, it builds character. Mm. And at first, when you're young, you think about it like, what's he talking about? But then I, it's the right. It don't build your character. Game is, this game will not make you. It will break you. It will make you. But if you're scared, you don't want to play in this game, it's going to show. Okay. Like the shootout. At this show, but like I used to tell people, people like, Yo, why y'all so calm? Why you so calm? I'm saying, like, oh, play street ball growing up. I said, I played in games. I knew I should have never been playing and growing up with guns and everything was out there. What's this? Yeah. Like, yeah. These people can't touch me. I was like, I still got to get out this park. <laughs> and I still got to get out this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know I said, me with my mouth killing. I said, I got to get out of some of these situations. Did you feel like that in a shootout? Like, what's a shootout? You know what I mean? Like, this like, is basketball. He was like, this basketball is street ball. What'd you say? Street ball. I was like, all the plays. He's like, yeah, I'm going to play with y'all. I'm not going to be able to hear me. Are you even running plays? Like, it's so loud in there. Like, how can you even run a set? You know, you, you call out the, when you get in the huddle, you call out the next four sets. Yeah, okay. Other than that, other than that you go in motion. Yeah. You go straight motion. And when you go motion, it's time to make a play. Game yeah. is just a game of play. You got to be able to make plays. Oh, you can hear, you can hear some things. You know, now, you know, I see the new era. They got board up. You can pull the plan, kill. All the codes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's a, this is way too much for me. I got a random question. Who was your favorite player at X to play with? Like, who'd you love playing with? Like, catching a pass from them or, like, you knew in, like, you know, in a faster situation, you know they're going to be kind of thing? Like, who'd you have that connection with? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I 
flight. We got to remind the people about those the, the jerseys, bro. Those gray Reeboks, bro. I, I've been bugging Mario like every year. Like, we got to bring those back. It's copyrighted by, it's copyrighted by Right. Right. There's nothing he can do about it. You got to talk to Nike or something because those things are, oh my God. I think Gary still got his. Mine is floating in my mama's house somewhere. But I remember when them jokes came. kind of kind of swag bro like that team was so and, and those jerseys fit the team too because that team played up and down like 
just dunking in those jerseys, bro. That was that was something else. Yeah, and then so at that time, that's when Crosstown was big because Cincinnati was huge in college. Yep. So they just gave it the right. At that time, it was the right jet fuel. Xavier needed at the right time. Yeah, at the right time, that's all they needed to become a national team. Because then it's not like, oh, we just going to play English Xavier. Like, hello, Larry. That's what I lose. <laughs> yeah, like, like I look at these guys' schedules now. Like, those are the games we wanted to play. Yeah, and thinking back on the whole process, like, yo, can we play something like that? They're playoffs. Yeah. Like, what they, they can't risk this in the last. They're like, that's a tournament purpose. I'm like, but we're going to win the A-10. It's like, I understand that. We're not a national team. We don't know if we can't really risk losing it. I was like, don't we'll cover them? He's like, they, they definitely not risking that. Yeah. And they, they definitely not risking that. And then I never forget when we were joining together, playing in Cleveland, the rock and roll shoes and beat the ball. Played bad and still he was mad, but then he was like, that's why I don't get game. He was like, y'all play. <laughs> and beat them. I was like, man, the better, they were like, better say the better confidence at that time they're supposed to be better than us. He was like, so some of the games, he was like, now remember y'all beating teams in the eight ten. Let's get some of them games. Yeah. So he was like, hold on, man. These ones just run too much, they press too much. Like, we don't want to die. Yeah. Long game, because. You guys were on the attack. You guys were on the freaking attack. I bet you you saw in their eyes like some players that just didn't want anything to do with it. You guys were on the With that pressure, we knew they knew we was coming. Let's go oh, ahead, Ty. We got Ty. Oh, shit, we run like we run like it don't even make no sense. <laughs> like, we think we cross country team. We run so much. I was like, you tired, right? Oh, that's all. Shit, that's the second game. I was a little kid. Hype as hell with that. Lloyd, remember the Lloyd Price timeout? Yeah. Like, people oh, are People adrenaline go so high. So that first four or five minutes of the game, you can gas yourself back. Oh, yeah. We used to watch people gas up. They tell me, y'all know what's the worst about this. And you hear something, ah, shit, here comes all this. Everybody I heard about five minutes time. He fresh. <laughs> here he comes. He come with all energy. I'm like, so I got to deal with that now. It was hard to deal with that. You got a person like that coming up, that six man. I know. That was retarded. And people <laughs> was like, yo, he can start. And Coach Bryce was like, wow, he played starter minutes. Yeah. And he was like, he played just starter minutes. I was like, he just don't average more minutes than Darnell and Lane, but he played almost 30 minutes off the bench. <laughs> So, I mean, it really doesn't matter who starts. I mean, he was he was in there when it mattered for sure. Yeah, it's not about who starts, but who finishes. Yeah, and that's what it was. Didn't matter who finished. I expect man, you want to start. It don't matter to me. He's like four. He's like, by the time I cover everybody else five minutes, and I can watch COVID and see what they I got to do. Okay, that's how it was. We talked about Dave, but like on the pose, like as he had that one year. I don't know if it was junior or sophomore year. He just went off the charts, like huge junior jump. Year. Did you junior see? Did you it see really, it when he was young really, too? It was really his – it was really it because he sat out his first year. So, it was like the end of the junior oh, right. senior because he sat out his first year. It was a prop 48 player playing in the intramurals. Good <laughs> get 40 and 50. I was like, I'm not playing no more intramural games. It's like, this is not fair. <laughs> no. He was like, I got to do something to stay in shape. I was like, yeah, you have fun. Go get something to eat now. I was like, I got class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it more for him developed though? Because man, like I feel like once it clicked, like he was just something. Yeah, it was a pro, a pro height, pro size. Bro. Yep. 
It was a problem. They can guard a two and a three. And at that time, that was two top positions in the league. And you can guard that who's going to do that. And he, and he did it for a whole NBA career. I mean, sure. elite three and D guy. Got him two, got him two rings and got him one coach. Now he's down at back in Texas. He's back in Texas, just waiting to see if he's gonna coach again. He just yeah. he he be living. Dave doing the postcast, talking to Antoine Walker. Yeah, yeah I see post, all the time. Dave is Dave in Raleigh, North Carolina, coaching me, you coaching his son. <laughs> they're good dudes too. Like they seem and, and you know, it's a, a spectator's point of view for us, but like they seem like good dudes, like doing good stuff, like good good people. Yeah, they do. And we talk to each other just like this. I tell Dave, man, look how much money you got. I'll <laughs> <laughs> come to your house and I ask you for some water. You can go get me some water. It's your house I'm getting up. And number two, I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah. I'm with him in line. I'm like, I'm older than y'all. What y'all talking about? Seniority doesn't wear off. I'm like, I took care of y'all when y'all was in school. Stop. That's always your freshman, you know? I was like, I'll be okay. Now just go get me something to drink. It's fire. <laughs> what, was it like what was it like seeing Dave's pro career? I mean, I remember like great. when I was young, I mean, he had the year or two where it was like he was injured and stuff. But what was it like seeing his pro career play out? It was great. The, 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 the process. Yeah. You, know, you know, like now with a lot of time off, Dave, Dave is being bad, Dave. So me and him don't talk as much. I talked to him more when he played. Yeah. Just to watch the maturation of Dave. Like that 15 foot yeah. assassin that oh, I remember. Yeah. Then I remember the jump going to Indiana. Then I remember the jump going to San Antonio. Then I remember the jump leaving San Antonio when everybody said he was crazy. And even that kind of money, I was like, Dave don't care. He's like, he got money. I was like, well, money's not. I was like, Dave's a winner. He just want to win. And, like, and if he see the team win, then like, then that's when I matriculated back to New York. It was his day to go to the States when he came to play the Nets and the Knicks. I was at every game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice to see him constantly. So it was great to see him. She, night he did his first year when he won the title, I spoke to him that night in his car going yeah. home. Oh, wow. Floyd. And like, man, do you know what time it is in New York? <laughs> <laughs> how, how was he after, after he won it? He was, he was excited, you know, to get that first, oh, I got one, I got one. I was, do you still know what time it is in New York? <laughs> we've not, we've still not established that point right there. I was like, I'm a student. I got to get up and work. Uh, he was like, I would have, would have, would have, would have. I mean, that had to be cool though. He he had been in the league what 15, 16 years at that point. Like, yeah, because you know his his whole thing was he was doing ten. He went in 03. Yeah. 2013, supposed to be ten, and he was out. Yeah. That first call, I was like, man, shut up. They played <laughs> 10 years. Then after the first ring, then after the first ring, he was like, yo, I might be better. I was like, nah, I got one more. You got one more. You got one more. Yeah, right. Hey, nah, I said, I'm being selfish right now, but you got one more. You got one. I said, hey, man, KD coming. Ooh, yeah, you got one. You got one. <laughs> when I got that second one, he called me. I was like, ooh, it's over. It's over. It's over. Yeah. He was like, I said, how you know it's over? He's like, he's like man, I was playing the Lakers. Couldn't get my hips down and really dig in and push Josh Hart up out of there. He's like, right there, I knew it was over. Yeah, I feel like every player has that moment where they say, like, this play happened and I knew it was over. He's like, when we won that title, he said, I told you, fellas, it's been real. Big fella call. Yeah. And he's like, they asked him to player coach. Yeah. So he's like, move, he's like, going back to Carolina. So I already start packing. Yeah. So. Sounded yeah, like he was like a pro, bro. They loved him, yeah. though. Oh, because I'd be killing him. I said, hey, man, you got a little bit of you. I said, Xavier got a TBT team. He was like, bro. He was like, 
He was like, play with run up where? His his age or his game age like a fine wine though. Like he yeah. could still get out some buckets. He's he like, I ain't got nothing for him. He said, I'm a watch. He said, I'm a watch. I'm gonna tell you that much of a watch. Yeah, all right. He's like, he's like let's be watching TVT confirmed. All right. Oh god. I gotta tell Lionel because you know Lionel work with Orlando Magic. Yeah. So I got Lionel know. But Lionel probably know. Everybody else know, all the old dudes know. Have you talked to like some of the some of the older guys about it a little bit? Aaron Williams, now we got a group chat, so we all in it. So we talk about it. We got a group okay. chat. We got, oh, our, our group chat started all the way from way back with Ralph Lee, all the way forward. Yeah. Like that's the my boy's person, dad, yeah. The youngest person in that group chat might be CJ. That's the truth. <laughs> 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 oh, man. He just got added. Okay. <laughs> he just earned his stripes. He just earned his stripes. Let me tell you, that chat, that chat you had to graduate in the 90s and before for that one. You got like an initiation? You got yeah, you got to go through it. You get you get tired with nobody to talk to you for a minute. You got your ball, ball. <laughs> Come on, you got Wall McBride, Aaron Williams. Wait, wait, Brian Grant, James Posey, yeah, James, uh, Jeff Massey, Michael yeah. Sherwin Anderson, Dwayne Wilson. List goes on and on. Got some names in that part. In that, yeah. that's, a, yeah, that's a group, and they're all gonna see me become a meme. Jamie Gladden, <laughs> <laughs> he's yep. dead set on it. Yeah, so they got all everybody's in there. So you know, we all conversate, checking on each other, make sure everybody all right. So everybody I, in different places. A lot of guys in Cincinnati, but you got me. I'm in New York. Gary and Lenny in Delaware. Aaron is in Chicago. Terrence Payne so in Dave in Carolina. Shoot, I even speak to I even speak to Kevin Fry. Kevin yeah. Fry just became a high school head coach. He yeah, he's doing his thing. Yeah. yeah, he runs a basketball training camp. Got a bunch of kids. Yeah, Kevin his gets kids already dunking and stuff. Kevin, yeah, his kids only thirteen. Yo, he's thirteen. I said he got it righteous because his father can get up for grab. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. He get it righteous, you know. Can't be mad at him. So. No. That's cool. I, I love that, man. I think it's going to be a cool thing. That's one thing that made me excited about TBT is it can kind of be like a celebration of like that Xavier family, you know, like every summer, just kind of like mm-hmm. seeing, seeing the dudes lace it back up and just celebrate no, their everybody, boy. Like I tell people, just don't, don't want these cats make a run and make it to the final. You never know who might show up. <laughs> real, bro. I mean, we saw it. I mean, I, I'm sure you've been following like Trey's junior year. Remember the Elite Eight run? Like when he gets on a run, yeah, he tough. is unguardable. Boys, that boy is a bucket. Not it's athletic. Together, not, Samaje. Not athletic. He know how to play up. I forgot Samaje's on that team. You got some high major pros on that team. You know, when you look at it, you got to deal with the Ohio State team. They're gonna be good. You got some other teams that you don't know about because them guys be pros. What do you think about playing the Dayton team? That is hilarious. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, flight for real. My dad already bought a Jimmy Carter fathead to bring to the arena. I bet he did. <laughs> we got uh, and Rick's got the Big East polo. Yeah, we're ready. Back TBT brings back a lot of old rivalry. Yeah, like, isn't people, that cool? like people talk about it there, and I tell people they're like, "Yeah, you know, they play Dayton again." I said, "For what?" I said, "They had one year." I said, "And they had a kid from Brooklyn that I used to play with his dad, Obi Obi Toppin's dad. I played street ball. No way. Obi Dia Senior. Yeah." Wow. Dang. We used to play in a tournament in New York. We had a tournament in New York called Dunkers Delight. You get three points for a dunk. They just started back. I've been I've been gone. His dad was at the tournament the other day. 
And then he's like, oh, what is the rest of y'all coming out? Yeah. We, what was we, he we, like? Did he get up to? Oh, yeah. Just like his son. Oh, man. Just like his son. You call yeah. him up, though? Just his son. He played on the same team with <laughs> What do you think about Obi for the Knicks? Hey, look, I like him. You know, he's young. He still got time. He had a good rookie year. He had a good rookie year. Yeah, you know, he's athletic. We need that type of energy. You know, with him and Mitchell Robinson, got to get that vet. We can get Dame Lillard. No. Knicks on the up, though. Yeah, we came up. We made the like I tell people this. I knew we were gonna make the uh finals. As long as we make the playoffs, I'm good. But a four seed just... though, that's a huge up though. Which yeah, huge up. Julius Randle get a good the, guard. Half and three quarters of New York is happy, and I guarantee I'll tell you who's even happier: the NBA, because the Knicks and the Blazers <laughs> could not be bad. If they're bad, the NBA does not make money. That's the two biggest markets. So oh, one hundred percent. Because by the Knicks being winning. You got to put them on TV. It's the biggest market. Knicks are worldwide. You got Knicks fans everywhere. So Real quick, I know it's a Muskies podcast. Talk to me about a little bit like the 90s Knicks, like early 2000s Knicks. What was it like when the Knicks had like Alan Houston, Latrell's free will? Like those dudes. What was that like? Have you Did you go to Knicks games when they had that team? Nah, I was in Cincy then and I was playing overseas back then. Like I came to Cincinnati in 95. So I used to watch it. You know, shit, Marcus Jordan used to break out hard every year. Sorry to interrupt, but this is one of those moments where the audio was malfunctioning. We now jump forward to a later recorded segment. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. And then, bro, I don't know if you watched 30 for 30s. My favorite one is the, the Reggie Miller one with all, with all those series. Oh my God! They don't know anything about playoff series like that anymore. That was that's good stuff. That's a good basketball. Nineties basketball. It was physical. You know, everybody had their thoughts and things like I tell people. Guys, this era now is way more athletic. Yeah. Yeah. To run the NBA, I mean, like the center was the number one pick every year. It's all cyclical. Yep. Are you glad you didn't play in this era, though? Because you'd have to be practicing 40-footers. <laughs> <That ain't>. <laughs> yeah.
That's what's up. Yeah, that's a steal. Yeah, it was the best draft classes of all time. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, freaking Darko Milicic. <laughs> Darko. Oh, I bet. I bet. Could have had Melo. Could have had D Wade. Chris Bosh. Could have had David West. D West. <laughs> Shit, even Kyle Corver. Biggie's legends. Yeah. This this last season that was a summer time. I'm school. I'm off for the summer. Yes, sir. Hey, you dad mode. Let's go. I'm busy. I'm in my shorts. I got my chair. My chair. My bag. I'm filming. I love Darnell, man, it was a pleasure having you on, man. Pleasure talking to you. Like, honestly, thank you for all you've done for the university, for, for everything, man. We, we love having you around. Always fun seeing you on Twitter. Nature Picks, the best Nature Pick retweeter in the game right here. <laughs> hey, that's good stuff, man. I, I love it. It's so interesting, though. But, but honestly, man, pleasure having you on. Pleasure talking to you. And I can't wait to see this unfold, man. Thank you. Bet. I'm sure we'll see each other. Yeah, around. definitely. And good luck on the AU circuit. A twist my arm a little more on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's an easy sell. All right. Thank you, Darnell. Thank you, Darnell. Hope you have a great one, brother. Darnell Williams, the GOAT. Just such a fun interview, bro. Like, Andy, you said this, you know, off the record, but like, 10 minutes in, we were just kids in the candy store. Just I'm talking to Darnell Williams right now. Like one of my first players I ever remember, you know, shaking in my boots with my little Xavier banner at, you know, Devereaux getting signatures. Like, dude, that was freaking cool. Yeah, that, that era. Bro, maybe not for it, him, but it's cool for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to him, it was just a random Tuesday night. Wait, it was He's Monday. Probably like those idiots. <laughs> He's probably like, honey, you'll never, you'll never get <laughs> <like this> <laughs> 
<laughs> Talk about a low point. <laughs> no, he was great. He was great. So many nuggets, dude. Like, can you imagine how much info is probably in his head from just like all this? I mean, he spent so much time at Xavier, bro, and like just practices every single day. And like all, I mean, he's he's got so many nuggets, dude. I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface on like all the stuff that we could have talked about. No, probably no. not. And especially being from Brooklyn, from New York. I mean, dipping yeah. into that, then I wanted there were probably to, yeah. huge names on the AAU teams he played on yeah, and against right. that w- weren't even mentioned. Like, obviously, you have to mention the top guys, but there's probably so many other players he's played with or alongside or had interactions with. I mean, yeah, we probably I mean, bro, barely did. He just casually it. dropped that he, like, was in David West's ear about TBT. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, just casually. Like, he would say stuff like it was – he would say, like – you know, I went to my daughter's AAU tournament the same way he would say I played against Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett. You know what right. I mean? Like, just everything's on the same level. Like, I like that was so cool. It was just like, wait, he's in – wait, Darnell Waves has been chatting up David West about TVP. Like, hold up. <laughs> like, wait, what? Right. Um, that, was, that was cool. But so David pre- locked into TBT. That's a nugget. See that that that's that's pressure on the fan base because we got to show out. Get get your zippers ready because David said, West is watching. He said, he West will be watching. He said Chalmers will be watching. I want to know what Romain Sato is going to be doing. Um, but that was cool, bro. Like, it, dude. I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of myself in front of those the in front of those guys. <laughs> in the name of Xavier. <laughs> well, they've been talking about if Zip Mup needs a mascot. I'm saying, and I, it didn't hit me until just now. We could use a dump truck mascot. It's not I a mean, bad idea. I think I think we can easily get that in the works, but we have a plug. And then that way you can introduce yourself and you're behind the dump truck mascot. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna you're not gonna embarrass yourself because you're behind the mascot suit. You know, you're good to go. That's true. That is true. Uh so a dump truck mascot would be a meme. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Could you imagine where our name is Zip em Up and we come with a big old dump truck? And then Andy's in it, so he's gonna be wiling out. You said you wanted to become a meme. That might be the way. That, that might, that might be it. Yeah, I mean, you will get airtime if you show up in a dump truck mascot suit, DVD. Uh, okay, all right. So I, I think, I think we have to do it now. You got to follow in the legacy. You got to follow in the legacy. Okay, I, I, so I got to compete with Scrody. <laughs> <laughs> that you do. But hear me out. So whenever I was like six years old, my dad made me a Halloween costume. I was literally a Volkswagen Beetle for Halloween. <laughs> And, like, to get candy, I'd pull the string that was, like, attached to my torso, and the the hood would open up. And I had a little pillowcase in there. That's cute. And, it, like, I'd be like, trick or treat, and then, like, whatever. I think we implement the same thing into, like, the dump truck. He pulls a string, the hood opens up, and that's where all the pencil pouches is. It's like, hey, grab a PP, uh, a pencil <laughs> pouch. That's, that's the abbreviation that we've been using yeah, for pencil pouch. Gra- yeah. Grab the PP. They reach in to Andy's, uh, yeah, his orifice and pulls out a, uh, I like this a pencil idea. pouch. It has, yeah. it has function, though. And we could throw, like, those little mini balls we have in the back, and he could, like, make a sound. Like, you know, like King's Island, like, the water thing, like, goes. We can make a sound. Right. Like, Dump truck goes, and everyone goes nuts. We're like, look, this has an, this has an idea. This has yeah. This has legs. If, yeah. if not this year, but does it have next wheels? year for sure. Okay, okay. I think this idea has wheels, and, Andy. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, you can't have legs because it's, it's a truck. You know what I mean? Like, it, it could have legs. And that's true. I, I haven't seen one yet, but. 
<laughs> well, we'll get your wallpaper. Do they have legs or not? <laughs> time, time for a coop segue here. Oh my goodness. This is why we pay him the big bucks. Uh, yeah. Anyways, TBT, it's going to be great fun. Dump trucks or not. Is there still time to get your tickets kept? Well done. Well, absolutely. That's why he's the best in the biz. Um, there is time to get your tickets. So we're less than a month out. I mean, that's what's wild. I looked, I looked at my calendar today. I was like, oh my God, like four weeks out. Yeah, you can still get tickets. Um, it looks like it's starting to fill up a little bit from what I'm hearing. It sounds Section like 15. Cool. Section, Section 15. Section 15 is where it's at. That's where the boys are going to be. Potentially a dump truck mascot. Um, but tickets are still available. Um, the, the team store is actually just about to close. Uh, actually, I think it closes tomorrow, so it'll probably be close by the time I've heard this. Um, it'll still be still be able to order items. What that what that store closing means is that's the cutoff of when things are going in production and being shipped. So you'll still be able to order stuff, um, but it'll be you know whenever it says it's going to close, that's when all the orders stop and they produce them and then ship them. Um, TBT even acknowledged not the best system in the world. We don't have any control over that, unfortunately. Um, they have the merchandising rights. There's nothing we can do. Um, whatever. But the, I've heard the gear is really, really good. I've heard, you know, it's really good, high-quality stuff. So um, in due time, but it does help support the team, and it is uh, – I've heard the gear is really, really good. And so, they do have zippers, so why not? And they have zippers. Uh, so you can have your quarter zip with your PP, um, which is going to be great. Coop, do you want to talk about pencil pouches real quick? That might be as big a story as there is right now. Yeah, real quick, um, I'm going to go ahead and – announce a huge thing that i did uh this past week amazon prime day i am now the proud owner of 42 pencil pouches which will all be used for tbt uh it cost me ten dollars it's not a big deal it was a huge deal you probably don't have 42 pencil pouches like i do but i did make sure i found ones that are transparent i was in touch with the covelli center to make sure it was allowed it is and the zipper's loud i'm going to put it right next to my mic so rip headphone users but i mean Dang. pretty good sound to it so imagine yeah, no two of these that's just one that's just one i can't zip all 42 imagine 42 of them and i could get more I'm, I'm not zips. afraid to get more plus quarter zips plus rick carter barking his lungs out if that's the right body part to use barking his brains out on the sidelines fans barking it's gonna be loud cooper thank you thank you you know what i want to see and hear i want to see coach carter against the red scare leading a zip thing we need to get like a coordinated zip thing we need to get like a you know like a cadence like a you know mm-hmm. we'll figure something out like a beat you know what i mean like a zip beat but i want yeah. to see him zip the big east quarter zip with everyone in the fans zipping their stuff too. That would be legendary. Oh, that, yeah, that would be next level. You know, when Dump truck probably like rubbing tickets wow. together next to his ear and he's like, I love this sound so much. That's going to be like the Big East quarter zip being zipped up after we beat the Red Scare. That's going to be like the pickles against your ear, just like music to your ears kind of deal. It, yeah, it'd be legendary. It'd be Andy right now has his headphones on. I don't hear anything besides our voice, but he's dancing. That's what <laughs> it's going to sound like. I'm, I'm so excited. We have so many cool things in the works. I, I'm so excited for what we're going to do, like zip them up wise. I'm so excited for our culture because we're going to do so much funny shit like that, like pencil pouches, quarter zips, dump truck mascots. Like that's what I'm so excited for with zip them up. Like all these little goofy traditions we're going to have. Honestly, every, everybody that uh, is, is going, especially if you're going to be in section 15, get ready to get famous because yeah. they're going to be talking about us. Literally, I want, I want the fans to be nuts. Like I want the camera – you know, make him see you is is freaking uh is Samaje's you know logo his brand. I want 
the fans to make them see you. I want the fans to be so crazy that the camera has nothing other, no other option than to put the fans on camera. Yeah, whenever, whenever the game's not playing, whenever the game's not in action, the fan, the camera's on us. Make them see you. We're ready. Make them Here's see what you. I'll be painted be head to toe. So, if you're not in a dump truck, you're going to be painted. That's yes. that's definite. But I mean, imagine this: Elon ending. As soon as it goes in, you know, it shows the court for like a split second. And it cuts over to the fans, you know, a celebration and just cuts to the fans in the stand. It's always Andy. It's like the, he's like the hep crony yeah. of, of the tournament. It's yeah. like if there's if they need a reaction, Andy. Yep. He'll be like the camera will fall in love with Andy. And then, you know, three, four games in, it'll just always be going to Andy after everything. Well, I think we have enough connections to we probably know someone that knows someone that's at ESPN and we can be like, hey. I can probably go talk to the camera guy. Be like, "Hey, you're gonna want to. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You might want to push that yeah. red button. You just keep the camera here, and then when the when the right moment happens, just push that red button." Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah, we can work that out. Yeah, hundred percent. Camera loves them. Um, a couple things to keep track of. I, I did like that. We're also hearing ideas on a Columbus bar to potentially take over or do like a post game party at. Um, we're talking about the Dana's party. If we want to do it that same night, it sounds like it's going to be a late championship. Like I'm hearing like seven to nine tip off. So it might be a little late to do a Dana's party that night. We're talking maybe the next day, next evening. We're hearing all the ideas on that. And literally just add us on social media, like at zip them up. Like you're talking to me. Um, like that's who you're going to be talking to. It's funny because everyone's like, who is this? Steve Davis? I'm like, no, <laughs> I wish and you wish. Um, but no, at me, like we're always here for co- questions, commentary. Like, this is our team. Like I want you guys to give us your ideas, like whatever cool stuff brings up, like we want to do it. And then the thing I'm excited for, go ahead, Andy. No, I was going to say, like, I've, I've made a lot of ventures up to Columbus. I've uh, been to quite a few bars up there on the Thirsty Scholar. Um, it's right by the OSU campus. It kind of does have a Dana's vibe. <laughs> a scholar. Dang. And I, I don't know what that fit. means. That might be a good fit. <laughs> she thirsty, so she ready. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that that one's got a bit a bit of a Dana's vibe. But a lot of people live up there, so um, feel free to give us give us some suggestions. We're not that smart of people, so we're very open to open or well traveled people. Yeah, we're not uh, very cultured. I've been to Columbus a few times. Like, I went there, like, when I was in college just to visit some buddies and party and stuff. But um, I don't really know a ton about Columbus. But, um, but yeah, we got that. And then the thing I'm most excited about is jerseys. Should be We should be getting some concepts soon. Um, and we will share with the fans as much as we possibly can um, and get as much input as we can. I don't know. And I've heard we're going to have options. I don't know how many we'll have. Um, kind of similar to the logos. Whatever we get, whatever options we have, we will ask for fan feedback on. Um, we really want this to be, you know, a, a you know, fans team. We want this to be the fans team. Um, so we're, we're excited to, you know, get as much feedback as we can. And, you know, I, I can't wait. Less than a month out, bro. Like, I can't believe how close it is. It's, get, it's getting real. Like, I'm already uh, setting up my lodging plans. Yeah. And it's, it's real. The, the merch is going to come soon. Today, going through my calendar, like, making sure my calendar is on point. Like, I've never had to be like that really, like, ever. Like, I can't miss a beat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so a lot of good stuff. Oh, I thought one thing that was cool was D. Davis on ESPN 1530. Uh, Coop, did you hear that? I did not. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. It was just cool, like, listening to Mo Egger, like, talk about Zip Him Up. Like, because I've listened to Mo, I mean, oh, yeah. nine, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 hours of my life. Um, it was just wild. And it was a longer segment than I thought. Like, I thought – I told D, like, they told they told me, like, it was going to be 15, 10 minutes. Um, and he and Mo went at it for, like, 25 minutes. Like, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, 
Mo's a good dude. Like as much as he's a, a Bearcat, and it was funny because oh, yeah. he was kind of giving D some shit about Bear and the Bearcats uh, his senior year, um, and that you know the rainbow, the rainbow game, you know where D was just killing him with threes. Um, yeah. so that was really fun. It was a fun conversation. And Mo, Mo's always a, a joy to um, like hear talk about, especially like UC and Xavier, because he's he has such a logical mind about it, even though he is a, a UC fan, and he's just a very very smart guy to talk sports with. He so, can just have a conversation, bro. Like, yeah, really, really good conversationalist. He's easy to listen to. Yeah. Like, like, like during that um Rick Brewering Zoom call that went to shit. Uh, <laughs> when we brought when Mo came on, like I'm just sitting there, like this is all like I'm listening to Mo Egger talk. I've like, yeah. being a guy that like I want to be in in sports media. Like that he's a guy that I've always looked up to. Of, like Cincinnati sports media, like that was kind of wild. There were a bunch of names in there. Yeah, I mean, you got um, you had Rick Browning, Chad Brendel, um, Jed the Penn State director of recruiting in there. Yeah, for like ten minutes before he got annoyed. <laughs> Literally, then, you, me, Rick, and Brian Snow having a four-way conversation. Uh, what a moment! Conversation there. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> a lot, a lot of intelligence was spewed out during that one. Oh, so so many minds. Just great, like and Kevin, Kevin Malone in the office. Just great minds battling it out. <laughs> Imagine if Marcus Walters could have been there. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, he's on the come up. I, Marcus is going to take over the whole sports journalism scene in Cincinnati, no question. Awesome. Yeah, and like, as someone who wants to be taken over by Marcus, I want to be in that <laughs> field that's taken over by Marcus. Well, I mean, low-key, uh, this guy Coop Ledford's been writing some stories. You know what I mean? Like, he's been been kind of taking some some of the shine. Oh, yeah. Some uh, great uh, articles on uh, Zip em Up, actually. Staying on topic, Zip em Up's director of basketball ops. He you know, it's trying to start a little shit with probably Adam the Bomb most recognizable cool team. I thought – I didn't mean to get over you. I, I thought Adam Bomb's story was pretty cool too. I did not expect him to use that much shit that I gave him. Like, we had a long combo. Yeah, that's right. Cause we, that's because we know each other. Like, he called me and we were just shooting the shit. Like, it was weird being on the other side of things because I was just like, what? Like, I interview other people because they do cool shit. But it was weird because, <laughs> like, we were just – shooting the shit like he interviewed me for like 10 minutes and then he used a lot of the shit that i remember us just shooting the shit about like so we talked for like was, 10, 15 minutes was this a phone call or a zoom yeah. call or okay because <laughs> reading it call. you know how like sometimes you leave out a word that you're supposed to say and it's in parentheses yeah. i started noticing those and like i'm reading it I'm like this sounds like like cap saying it i'm like yeah. surely he didn't like type it and like yeah no, so that, that was really cool though like, there right. wasn't, like, especially too, when like, there's that rapport, we talk about this in journalism stuff all the time. Like when there's rapport, it's a different conversation. Like when it's oh, your yeah. first time talking to someone, like a random interview, like it's a whole different conversation than, you know, we've talked to bomb how many times now, like we right. just got on the phone. I did like a regular interview for like 10 minutes and we just shot the shit and I could use, like saw some of the quotes. I was like, yeah, motherfucker. Um, but <laughs> he's, the, he's the best dude. Like bomb. Yeah. Awesome. That was really cool. And it's been cool. Like connecting people like that. Like, you know, just for our sake, like connecting with Bomb has been so fun. Like even just doing the and, podcast, like that's been so cool. And he's and he's just a good, genuine dude. Uh, just a great guy to talk sports with. He's the so best. like uh, I we're big Adam Bomb fans. And if you're not, then why are you listening? Like get out, get out of my life. <laughs> so I think I've said about all my pieces on TBT. I did want to leave one piece before we get out of here. I did go to a rectangle game. I went to a game where they go in rectangles. I went to a Reds game and I had fun. I'm gonna leave that there. Don't leave that no, there. I was at wow. the same game too, and it was fun. It was it was a good time. It it was, was, it was I, I was at the game before that one, and they won. And I saw Jesse Winker grab a ball after the inning or whatever, 
and toss it to a grown ass man in the front stands. This man's like sixty. <laughs> There's like kids around. He tossed it directly oh. to him. Good like, man. What? And he, yeah, I respect that I, because everyone yeah. throws it to the kid. I mean, be different. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, every single time. Uh, don't follow the crowd. Be yeah. your own person. Be your own guy. Way to go, Jesse Winker. Hardly know. That's my That's MVP. A w. That's a freaking W. Today we salute you, guy that ignored twenty children and threw a ball to an <laughs> elderly man. Guy that ignored twenty children. Those were good commercials, bro. I miss those commercials. Good call. <laughs> That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Those yeah. were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those were- the, the best one. Uh, I saw. I saw a tweet when I was at the Olympic trials. It was today we salute you, lifeguard of the Olympic trials. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having a more useless job. I lost it. That's freaking good. All right. Well, I think we should let the people get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Darnell. Shouts to Darnell Williams. That was awesome. Kid in a candy store, Andy. You nailed it. Kid in a candy store. Kid in a candy store. DJ, if you're listening, we're coming for you next. Let's get after it. The youngest OG in the group chat. Um, But that was a blast. And as always, Coop and and Andy, appreciate you guys doing this with me. I never get to say that, but thank you. Um, That was fun as hell. Let's get the hell up out of here. Zip them up. TBT Tuesday. Anything to leave the people with, boys. Thank you, Jimmy.